T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I also love this time of year, too, because we're trying to find different descriptors. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, for players. That's right. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network and NFL.com did write a piece about edge rushers and says there's a ton of them, which I love as well. Give me every draft that's got great edge rushers. Right? Mm-hmm. I think the Chiefs could use another one. Right? Well, who do they have right now other than Karloftis and Dana, right? I mean, Frank Clark's a free agent. Correct. Carlos Dunlap. Carlos Dunlap's a free, free agent. agent. Yeah. I would get one, another, take a swing at another Young defensive end in the draft. Mm-hmm. This is a deep draft for uh, for defensive ends once again. It's going to be heavy in the first round again, but as long as there's a bunch of quarterbacks there. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Cool. Quarterbacks and defensive ends, um, those are the kind of drafts you want to have. And then he says this. In the, his most recent mock draft, Jeremiah projected the Chiefs would take Georgia edge Nolan Smith with the 31st pick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah says Smith reminds him of what Hassan Reddick looked like before he was taken in the first round of the 2017 draft. Okay. It's good, right? Mm-hmm. I'd take that. Yeah. Quote, he is just juicy. Oh, God. What does that mean? <laughs> Said Jeremiah of Smith. You like your guys juicy, Josh? He has big time juice and burst coming off the edge. He can He's change directions. He has a good feel at the top of his rush. He can bend and close. He'll bend. He, he, will grab, he will grab the wrist. He does a really good job of controlling the wrist of opponents. <laughs> Excuse me? One of the plays with him you're watching was against Auburn. It's special teams. They run a fake punt. He sniffs it out and makes a play. Just showed you the overall football player that he is. Just a really good football player. That's right. He is just juicy. I think he stole that from Therese myself. I think so too. I the thought the Therese exact Baylor. same thing. I'm like, he, he's, all he's stealing it. Yep. You he know, for as big as he is, six five, juicy. Or six six, whatever he is. They're all big to me, right? Um, but he's a great knee bender. Mm. Mm. Did you say something about it, that, that, that you can do something with somebody's wrist? Yes. He will grab the wrist, he says. He can bend and close. A really good job of controlling the wrist of opponents. So he's running around them. He holds their wrist. And then, right, you know how you do that. Is he breaking wrists? And then run around them. You know what I look at when I'm looking for a football player? How does this guy affect the wrists of his competition? I mean, he'll rip your wrists off, Bob. Is is, is this guy Daniel Jeremiah applying for a job like uh, Orlovsky is over at ESPN? To a certain extent, they all are, I believe. Although you should realize you got a really good job here. Yeah. Without the pressure, I mean, of you can make crap up like getting this. Fired for, nobody cares for missing on a guy who's got juicy wrists or right. whatever. Yeah, I really like this guy. He's got juicy wrists. Let's take him. Okay, they take him. Two years later, he's no good. You said he had juicy wrists. I haven't seen him do anything. Yeah. You're fired. Yeah. So if you're Daniel Jeremiah, yeah, you can throw out all of this garbage, all of these made up words, all of this crap, and still get a nice payday for it. Where if you're a general manager and you do this kind of stuff and you fail, you're Mike Mayock. Like, everybody should learn from Mike Mayock, right? Keep the TV job. They're better. They're less stress. They pay very well. And you don't have to be right. Ask any weatherman. Yep. Although Mayock, man, he was credited for like a couple of years there. They thought Everybody thought his drafts were great. And remember? then he actually did it in real life. And he sucked. Well, no, but in real life, they were praising. Remember, they were praising the Raiders drafts for of a while. Of course, because Mike Mayock was friends with everybody on TV. And so then, they were going to give him credit. And then... None of it panned and out. And then they played. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, then they played. Mike Mayock was doing great in fantasy football. Fantastic yeah. in fantasy football. He went to the real thing and went, oh, 
Oh, oh, oh, this is hard. From the Jay Southland Tow Service text line, George's edge rusher sounds like Steven Seagal. I'm in. I don't know. He could bend in close. He will grab the wrist. He does a really good job of controlling the wrist of opponents. Right. Love it. I love it. I love this time of year. I love the descriptions. I love the comparisons. I just can't wait for the rumors. I love just all the observances of what they do well. See, let, let's look at it like this, Josh. The the combine rumors this year. The number the number one combine rumor for me is going to be Rodgers, right? That's going to be the number one combine rumor. The number two is going to be the Bears and what what they're going to do with that pick, right? Yeah. Number three is going to probably be Carr and where he ends up, right? Sure. As a combine rumor, right? And those are the three big stories going into the offseason right now. Rodgers, what the Bears are going to do with that pick, and Carr. Those are the three big, juicy stories, I think, right now going into the NFL offseason. Am, am I missing any? Coaches are all in place, and, you know, all of that kind of stuff is taken care of. I think those Brady's are... Brady's always out there, but yeah, I don't. It's, it's, but, it's not really, I don't think, a hot this week. I think, I think the Brady stuff gets interesting as we get closer to camp. Like, as we get, like, into that dead month of the year, you know, like when OTAs wrap up and everybody goes away, and we've got, like, two weeks in June and two weeks in July where there's nothing going on in the NFL, that's when I think the Tom Brady stuff's going to get hot and heavy because Purdy's not going to be ready with his elbow and they're not going to want to go to Trey Lance or whatever the case may be. Like, Trey I think, Lance might not be he ready. He may not be know. ready, right? Yeah. So so I, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo's going to be down in, in Tampa or wherever the hell he's going to be playing football. So I, I think the 49er quarterback situation is going to be an interesting one to look at. And I, I think they're going to give everything they possibly can to getting their two guys back. But I think we're going to get to that point in June where maybe they don't feel great about either of their quarterbacks. And maybe Tom Brady's name does start to surface again. So I, I think he's got a couple of months before we're back to the Tom Brady rumors. But until this Aaron Rodgers thing is solved, it's the number one story in the NFL. It truly is the domino that has to fall to affect everything else. And um, one we'll get to in the next segment, Lamar. Lamar's yeah, and Lamar, chat. Lamar. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going we're gonna to chat a little about him coming up at, uh, at 7.15. It's been brought up, but I think it's what it sounds like is they're going to squash it quickly. Yeah. Normally, I am in favor of using instant replay. Let's get it right. Mm -hmm. Let's get plays correctly called. I think refs do a better jobs than we give them credit for a lot of the times. They have to watch things in real time and make a decision. You try to do that. We are, we are now beholden to instant replay. I mean, the I, fact that they got the James Bradbury call right is really remarkable because that happens so fast. I know I'm beholden their Instagram. I'll just look at replay and see what I think. To see stuff in real time and to make a, a decision, I don't think we give refs enough credit for doing that. Okay? That's my one time I'll say, good job, refs. <laughs> no. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a much tougher job than people give it credit for, and we're, we're really rough on referees. And they get a lot of calls right that we don't give them any credit for. Like, oh, wow, you saw that in real speed? I thought on first look it was not... Right. Yeah, Refs and umpires will never get credit. But they just this won't. one, this one. So normally I'm in favor of like, hey, let's give them all the tools possible to to get it right. But in this instance, I actually don't trust the referees, so I don't want it to happen. But we have a body of work that shows okay. we can't trust the referees in this situation. So one NFL team has proposed making roughing the passer reviewable by instant replays, according to uh, Washington Post's uh, Mark Maskey, an NFL reporter for the Washington Post. The competition committee expects to review that proposal today, Monday. So one team's proposed making roughing the passer reviewable by instant replay. Mm -hmm. On the surface, I go, yeah, let's get it right. I, I don't think they'll be changing their minds. This is going to be, to me, like pass interference. Yeah, we, we've had this situation already present itself where we allowed challenges to penalties and it lasted one year because the referees were not giving in on the penalties in which they called, nor do I blame them. I mean, they made the call. Why would they Why would they change the penalty that they made? It goes against them, right? So you don't want to be uh, put in that situation. And, and I look at this one now where they're going to review the roughing the passer penalty and there was a committee that met, I guess, last week and they reviewed 80 roughing the passer penalties and they determined 
determined really only three of the 80 were were incorrect penalties, which is not a big number I at all. I hope two of them are like Chris Jones. Right, no. probably right, right. Yeah. They didn't say which ones were no, it, but, but they, they reviewed 80 roughing the passer penalties from this past year in the NFL. Maybe that was every roughing the passer penalty in the NFL. I don't know. But they reviewed 80 of them, and they said there was only three that had the opportunity to be changed. And so when you look at three out of 80, is that really enough to put a new rule into place to say we need to change the roughing the passer penalty? And Probably go over it not. every time and there's go a play. Over every single time. Like, we have a hard enough time figuring out what the hell a catch is now in the NFL, right? I, I don't know what a catch is in the NFL. If you press me and said, here's $10 million, describe a catch in the NFL, I'm not getting that $10 million. And so I, I still I think, don't know about that Dallas Goddard play in the, in the Super Bowl. The, right, the right, one right. The, yeah, the one right, that right, had right, the right, like, right. I, that. I don't know how that was a catch. Right. You know? how, so how I was like, ah, catch? whatever, right. whatever you guys decide. Exactly, right? You don't know what a catch is. I don't know what a catch is. Nobody knows what a catch is, right? So why are we going to put in yet another rule to try to fix something where we're still really not sure what roughing the passer is anymore in the NFL, right? Is it tackling too hard? Is it falling on top? Is it throwing using the your body weight? Using their body. Yeah. Like, whatever the case may be, there's too much minutia involved in it. I just think we just have to kind of live with the roughing the passers. As much as we look at them and go, oh my God, they're no good. This committee came up and found three out of the 80 that were called this year as being ones that could be reversed. The other 77, Josh, were the correct call. So based on that information, I just don't want to bog down the games, especially since we've already tried this with the pass interference, and we know the referees aren't going to acquiesce and change the call. And I, quite honestly, I think if you watch roughing the passer in slow motion, it looks worse than it does live. Yeah. Does anybody else too. feel that way? Like you watch that in slow motion. Like, oh my God, he really got that guy. But if you watch it live, you're like, oh, that's just a tackle. And then also you, they're playing in real speed too. Yeah, that's what I'm you saying. You can only yeah. control what you can kind of control when yeah. you're playing at full speed. Right. I don't know how you ask those guys to don't drop your body weight on somebody. Yeah. Well, I'm running full speed and diving at them, sir. Right. Like, I don't know what you would like me to do. I think it's, it, I think it's kind of like a car hitting a brick wall. You're supposed to hit it and bounce back. Yeah, yeah. sure you are. And then let the guy make a completion for a touchdown and go, well, what am I supposed to do? But the good news is, for me anyway, I think it sounds like there's there's not a lot of support for this. No, there's not so, a lot of support at all. No, it's just you, a bad rule. You bring it up, and we've all complained to, to a certain extent about pass interference, right. but, but I'm not in favor of the replay. No. Uh, thanks again for Mahomes, and also thanks to the Chiefs for getting a deal done. The Lamar edition, next. Let's go in the morning. If Charlie Weiss were a baseball player, where would he play? He'd definitely ride the bullpen car in. <laughs> Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. ACDC on a Monday, baby. So I, I got to run this by you. No, but they once toured the Rolling Stones. They did. That's, that's when right. I thought they were going to be really big. ACDC, yeah. Uh, my 13-year-old daughter wants to go to Guns N' Roses. Is that appropriate or not? Sure. What's wrong with that? I don't know. B-Dub, you're like taking a sigh there for a second. I don't think it's a problem, the, the music aspect. Right. 
the no, rest the music of aspect. It. She listens to Guns N' Roses yeah, all the time. The, the, so. the gun, the Guns N' Roses, the music aspect's right. fine. It's just you know the other aspects that she's going to be. Uh, you got experience. You got experience. In, too. Yeah, I mean she's experienced. She's been to Chicago. She's familiar with all that. So um, I, I don't. Uh, then I don't see a problem. It, you know, it, it, yeah, you know, I, I didn't either. I just wanted to run it by. I was, I was just kind of like a little shocked. You want to go see Guns N' Roses? Guess you're driving. Could be any concert, though. It's Not driving Taylor down the road. I, I, I don't think Taylor Swift you is going to be the same I, atmosphere as Guns N' Roses. You know where I saw my first joint? <laughs> where? At a Huey Lewis concert. Huey Lewis, for goodness yeah. Sakes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Want a new drug. Drug. Yeah. Yeah. I want a new drug. It was right yeah. about that time, too. Want a new yeah. drug. That's interesting. So I'm I just saying, it could be for any, me. Could yeah. be any. Could be any. God, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're right. That's but, I, but see, I don't. I don't see Taylor Swift having that same type of environment. Probably not. Right. I know there. There are limits. Or the Wiggles yeah. or something. Yeah. You know. Well, that's just weird. Yeah, the Wiggles are weird. They're they're, they're, they're the, well, the Wiggles. You might get. They're right there with Kaidi. You might get something past to you. Yeah, that's true. The Wiggles. Yeah. To watch that. To watch that crap. Yeah. I think my first one was at the Victory Tour. It was a nice little haze there, that's a, too. That's a long time ago, too. Yeah. Yeah. The was actually, we have to always clarify, the that was, was actually, actually there at the Jackson yeah. Victory Tour, unlike everyone else who claims right. they were yeah. slammed in Arrowhead. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good day. <laughs> Shout out to my pops. He had to do a lot. Yeah, he, he ran a grocery store on Independence Avenue called Stevenson's at the time, and uh, him and the Pepsi guy were real good friends. The Apple Market? Um, it is an apple. Well, it turned there, into an apple market. Is there like a market. Stevenson apple orchard or something well, like that? Yeah, that was out in Independence. Yeah. Um, is, but this this, like, is this where they sold their apples? No, no. Oh. This is an actual grocery store. Um, him and the Pepsi guy were real good friends. And my dad had to put in a lot of displays to get those four tickets. I, bet, I mean, man, he guaranteed yep. a lot of pop yep. to go out of well, that store. Michael's. He was worth it at tied the time. Yeah. He was worth Plus it. Plus, he was tied with Pepsi, right? That's right. right. Yeah, that's yeah, when yeah. his hair caught on fire. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Halftime show. Yeah. My dad never let me forget that either. You know how much Pepsi I had to put up so I you mean, could go see that? that? That's the way to do it, man. You got to do things for your kids, right? They, yep. they, they don't appreciate the things. Like, if he would have told you that story back in 85, right? You don't appreciate no. that story at all, right? Now, no. as a dad, you know, in your late 40s, early 50s, you're thinking about all the stuff you do for your kids that they don't appreciate. You look back at that and go, man, my dad made a lot of sacrifices. A lot of sacrifices to do this kind of stuff for us. And back then, tickets weren't two, three hundred dollars no. a pop, right? It's probably twenty five bucks or something like that, right? This is crazy. I had yeah. to have that conversation with uh, baby girl over the weekend. We, um, you know, she's heavy into dance, right? You know, and then she's she wants to go to Juilliard, and you know, she wants to have her own building, choreography, and everything. And the opportunity came up this weekend for some real live legit dancers that came in town from California, Atlanta and some other places and uh she got to be a part of it, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, of course mom and dad had to pay. Right. Had that conversation, please take advantage of these opportunities. Do not have any regrets. Don't just think out that that you could go out like me, for instance, I was a great baseball player here in Kansas City, but I took it for granted. I thought just I could walk out on the field every time, turn it off, turn it on, not put in the hard work. Had that conversation with her over the weekend. You have to continue to put in the hard work. Otherwise, you'll end up producing a two-bit radio show at 6 in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You tell the kids all the time, you could end up in radio. All right? Let's get... (laughs) Do you want to wake up at 3.30 every morning? Let's get your education done here. You could be in radio. to wake up at 3.30 in the morning? Oh, my goodness. Starting to get some from the text line. My first experience with weed was at a concert was Lionel Richie. I know. I'm saying it can happen anywhere. (laughs) No wonder that everybody was dancing on the ceiling. Ooh, was that the one with Sheila E? Because that was a great concert. I was playing the Isley Brothers between the sheets this weekend for some reason. Ooh. It popped up. I don't know why. Great I, song. Yeah, it is a good song, right? So I, I was just thinking Lionel Richie, like uh, just bizarre concerts that you could go to where you had your first experience. You can weigh in on the J South Lanto Service That's text a- line, 913-586-7610. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let us know. Lionel oh. and Sheila E. at Kemper Arena. Oh, my. Great stuff. <laughs> Anybody ever been to a Neil Diamond concert where people were sparking one? I would think. <laughs> we're coming to it. Where peace, are we going? I told you, I went to that Neil Diamond concert like 02 or 03 down at Kemper, and he talked the entire time. There was no singing at all. It's like, this is a bad lounge act.
He just read the lyrics. <laughs> oh, we're coming fall. We've been traveling like a light today. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Turn on your heart lights. Turn it on, baby. Turn on that heart light, sweet Caroline. Let's go. 1987, I was 10 years old. Got to see the Eagles at the fair. Those weren't smoke machines. That's <laughs> 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 GNR, I thought you guys would be concerned about the flashing. No, no, no. 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 I don't yeah. think so. I'm not really concerned about anything. I just, I was just more shocked than anything that my 13 year old asked to go to Guns N' Roses. Yeah, that works. Don't yeah. you want to go? You want to go again? Of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's why yeah. he's making her drive. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have a license yet, but damn, you're driving. <laughs> 14 by then? No. Yeah, no. No. Oh, darn. No. No. Uh, no. Get that permit out there. Yeah. I'm perplexed by this Lamar Jackson story the more it continues on because now you're getting uh, like dueling reports all over the place. Oh, God, yes. Because if he didn't ask for a fully guaranteed contract, Mm -hmm. it should be done. I would think. Right? Yeah. So the only conclusion I can draw is he did ask for a fully guaranteed contract and the Ravens are saying no because otherwise there's absolutely no reason to get not get something done with Lamar Jackson. Right. That has to be where it's at, right? Unless they just don't want Lamar. I can't anymore. imagine that. I can't imagine it's the case. Why I mean, would you not? Why would you not want Lamar Jackson? Because coaches have egos and they think and organizations have egos and they think that they can do it without this guy. Lamar is one of the premier quarterbacks in the NFL. Yes. He's one of my favorite players of all time. I love watching Lamar Jackson play. Um, but I could also understand where if you're the Baltimore Ravens, you look at Lamar Jackson and you say, well, we've been progressively getting worse, and they have as a franchise. Like, I was thinking about this the other day. When Patrick Mahomes came on the scene, Baltimore and Houston were the two biggest rivals, right? We thought those were the two biggest rivals. Both of those teams are pretty much afterthoughts right now. It's the Bills and it is the Bengals that are now the two biggest rivals for the Chiefs. In a span of five years, those two teams are out. Those two teams are in. And so I I can see if you're Baltimore looking at it going – He hasn't won a postseason game for us yet. We're not at that level of the Chiefs and the Bills and the Bengals right now. Maybe we need to do more than pay the quarterback money. Maybe we've got other areas and we can get by with a different quarterback. That's the only thing I can. I I, I agree. I agree. I'm just trying (laughs) to speak from like the other side, like what they're thinking right now. And and maybe they're looking at it and they're going, we've 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 given Lamar you know, the the first five years or whatever it is of his career, he's a running quarterback. Maybe we're afraid he's going to get hurt down the line. Like there are probably some factors that the Baltimore Ravens are looking at saying why they don't want to pay Lamar Jackson this money. And again, we don't know what he's like there. If people may have tired of him or he's tired of them, who knows what the case may be. Right. But I think there are reasons why the Baltimore Ravens have not gotten a deal done yet with Lamar Jackson. And and I think it has more to do with the guaranteed money than maybe some of the other things like, is he really the guy that we want to build our franchise around? And only they have the answers. I would say, yes, build it around Lamar Jackson because there aren't many quarterbacks to his level that are on earth today. And you're going to go with somebody new when you got a pretty good one here. And I, I don't know, man, if I'm Baltimore, I would have gotten this deal done a long time ago, but I'm not giving him a fully guaranteed deal. Yeah. There's no chance. Um, so Friday, Stephen A. Smith claimed Lamar Jackson had never asked for a fully guaranteed contract from the Ravens. And to me, if that's the case, mm-hmm. you should have a deal done. Then you, you should get a deal done. Yeah, absolutely. The only hold yeah. up would be you don't want to give a fully guaranteed contract. I get it. You don't want to continue to open the door right. for that and blah, blah, blah. But short of that, short of that, you have to say, your deal has to be done. Mm-hmm. Now, unless we get something like that, that it was indeed a hold in at the end of the season this year. Correct. Which there's been no rumblings of that. Nope. That like this injury was maybe he made a business decision. You gave me that. Well, we okay. all thought that when it happened, right? That, that that's never come out that way. Right. Right. None of that has surfaced as a, as a, as a reason why. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's been the holdup is he's asking for a fully guaranteed contract. And if he hasn't asked for that, there's no reason the Ravens shouldn't have their quarterback signed, sealed. Unless they just don't like him anymore. And and they're waiting for a trade. And then they are insane. Then they're insane. insane. And they deserve to lose. They do. Right. They do. Absolutely. Because good quarterbacks don't come around often in this league. And I believe Lamar is one of those. So the uh, new rules in baseball are already making people mad. (laughs) We'll get to that next. 
Fesco in the Morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every weekday starting at 1130 on Cody and Gold on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hey, baseball, you better get used to it. Changes have happened. They've installed uh, equipment to make it happen, so you know it's staying. <laughs> That's part of it, too, right? Yeah, they paid you've, for the equipment. You've, you've accommodated all the ballparks. We're to have using this, it. Have this equipment. We're definitely going to use it. Not going to use anything else for this pitch clock. Uh, so already the uh, the pitch clock complaints have happened. Oh, no, no kidding. Really? It took the first inning or yeah. the half inning? Yeah. yeah, half inning. Yeah. If the pitcher's not ready, if the batter's not ready, there are consequences. Well, good. As long as the umpires enforce the consequences, I'm all good with it, man. I know baseball, but look, it's change. Who likes change in anything, right? We always complain about change. Nobody likes change. Baseball clearly doesn't like change. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they have, you know... Are we still doing the American and National League type stuff? Like, is that still a thing in, in baseball? Like, they are as fast as snails and maybe even slugs when it comes to making change to their game. But this was a change that they, look, I don't think baseball truly wanted to implement this change. They asked the players to kind of police it themselves and nobody could figure it out. So now you got to have consequences. And we already had a uh, terrific call of a... <laughs> Of a game ending in a tie because of the pitch clock. Right. Uh-oh. And now what? He's out. They have called strike three. Wow. This is mayhem. Oh. Automatic strike three called with the bases loaded in a tie game in the bottom of the ninth. This is baseball in 2023. Some booze ring out here in Northport, Florida. All right, so you got the clock up. Here it is. He did not get set. He was not alert. He thought that it was going his way. He thought it was ball four, game over. Instead, see that look in his eye. (laughs) I wasn't alert in time. And he's punched out, and that's it. The game's over. We got a tie. Wow. When the great Joe Kistig said, can you believe it? Here it is. He didn't have this in mind. You see it? It's at eight seconds. He has to be alert to the pitcher. Two feet in the box, head looking at the pitcher. So that was in the Atlanta-Boston game. Yeah. A 3-2 pitch, bases loaded, two outs in the ninth. Batter wasn't ready. <laughs> Called strike three. Good. Game I love over. It. Sit their ass down. And and what I think is is good is you overly enforce this thing in spring training, so you send the yes. message home. You've got to you've got to overly enforce. This I think that's thing. a large part of this too. This is uh, calls made in the preseason. Right. This is a non-conference college basketball officials mm-hmm. over officiating. Right. To get their point of emphasis across, so that by the time it counts for real. You'll all have it figured out. You, you figure it and out. And so I right. think the bumps in the road right now are because it's new. These games don't count. We're going to make sure we enforce them to the letter of the law so you guys all know this is the deal. And we'll finally police yourselves to it. Right. And, and by the time May 1st rolls around, Josh, we won't even be talking about the pitch clock. It'll be so old hat. Everybody will be in the box ready to go. The pitcher will be ready to go. It's going to be a little bit rough here at the end of February and the beginning of March and probably in, into April when, once the regular season starts. But this is going to be up to the umpires to truly enforce this stuff in spring training and make a spectacle out of it. Like if that game doesn't end like that, are we talking about the pitch clock? Probably not because if it happens in the third inning, who the hell cares right but it happens in the bottom of the ninth inning base is loaded and a full count and you're not in the box that's on you man stop scratching yourself stop worrying about every piece of armor that you're wearing and waving to your wife in the crowd step in the box and get ready to play and and for too long we've allowed baseball players to go up there and just absolutely take their time 
And 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 I think a lot of it too is more on the batter than it necessarily is on the pitcher. Now, sometimes you do get bogged down and you're trying to get through the signs and whatnot, but more often than not, that batter standing up there with one foot out of the box, gripping the bat, blowing bubbles, scratching his junk, or, you know, scratching his armpit, adjusting his helmet. Lorenzo Kane with that couldn't get the never Kane, could get the velcro get the gloves right, couldn't right? get the velcro right. Just get right. up there and just, just get up there and, and be ready to hit. It's it's not that hard to do, and they've baseball allowed that to kind of get away, and now they're they're reeling it back in. I mean, you get into the box, you get into the box. The ball goes back to the mound. Step out for a second, blink your eyes, get back into the box, and let's get this thing moving, and and call it what it is. And you know they they were showing the uh, the games. Uh, over the weekend on Friday, some people were tweeting out games were like two hours and 30 minutes, two hours and 30 minutes, two hours and 30 minutes. Let's and people go. were celebrating all that. I'm like, wow. All right. Good. Good for baseball. Like you, you've got the games to a manageable level. But again, I've never sat in a ballpark and complained about the pace of play. The only people who are complaining about the pace of play, truly, in my opinion, are those on social media. I've never once been to a game where the guy or gal next to me looks at me and goes, oh, the pace of play of this thing's terrible today. No, like, it's, no. it's usually watching it at home. Yeah, it's usually yeah. on TV. I'm, I'm yeah. with you because you're there. You're like, I haven't paid attention how many times he's stepped out of the batter's box. Yeah, and, and that's but, an indictment of baseball broadcasts. They're very boring. But in watching a game, I, I get incensed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this from the Jay Southland tow service text line, 913-586-7610. Went to yesterday's game in surprise. The pace was so much better. Guys getting in the box, on the mound, and going. More mm-hmm. baseball and less time. I was skeptical, but I like the pitch clock. Right. Yeah. What is it? 20 seconds on the pitch clock from the time he gets the ball back, right? And eight seconds you have to. So you got 12 seconds as the batter to get to your wait. ass in the box. Yeah. I think it's 20 if there's a man on base, 15 or something if it's if there's nobody on base. Uh, kind of moving along, right. and then you have to, yeah, you have to. the The call there was he wasn't engaged and ready with eight seconds to go on the on the uh, pitch clock. Fine, strike batter, one, so. strike two, strike three. I don't care. So I love it. I'm tired of watching these guys step out of the box and fidget with themselves all the time. Um, I like Joey Votto. He just stayed in the box in his first at bat. I like that too. That's good. If you just stay there, why do I have to continue to? It's I, I, it turns into like a tick. Yeah, it does. Rather than something you need to do, right? Or just like well, this is how I've done it. This is my this is my routine. No, you can just get in there and hack away, yeah. can't you? Yeah. All right. You don't have to step out every single time. Ask all the vendors about what what uh, pays to play when it's a small crowd. We prefer a fast game. Tip your vendors. Mm-hmm. Pace of play. Pace of play. Pace of play. I'm with you. I think it's. I think it's. Arm injuries are going to go way up. These pitches, pitchers are rapid firing. So find another pitcher. What do I, I care? I don't, I don't really care. There's thousands I of people out there that can throw a ball. I don't think so. I, I don't think so either, but I don't care. I really don't. Oh, we can't do it because of injuries. There's somebody else. If we're if that's what it comes down to, that's peak baseball. Yeah, no, that is. If that's yeah, yeah. a peak baseball excuse. Right. That is that is that is from a former high school player or college player right there. Oh, the arm injuries are gonna go up. I don't mm. care. I really don't. If they shorten game times, they need to eliminate TV timeouts and all. If they want to shorten game times, they need to eliminate TV timeouts in all sports. Well, look, I, I said Bob that. has been saying that for years. Yeah, I, I've said if you just eliminate, and this comes from Danny Duffy telling us that there's too much time in between innings years ago. You eliminate one minute every half inning, you've eliminated 20 minutes off a game, and you can. I was having this conversation with Coach Luke yesterday at soccer. We were talking about this this pitch clock. He goes, "Have you seen it yet?" I go, "No, I haven't really watched it yet." And he goes, "It seems pretty cool. I kind of like it." I said. Baseball could have stayed away from the pitch clock had they just eliminated one minute of commercials every half inning and taken that commercial and put it in game where more of your audience is going to pay attention to it than if it's a commercial break. I don't know what you guys do like in a commercial break, especially in an NFL game. you got two and a half minutes to run to the fridge, you know, go to the bathroom, do what you got to do in your back. Chances are you missed a commercial. But when they run that all-state commercial in game and they show, you know, the, the coaches standing on the sidelines or whatever, you're paying attention to Andy Reid drawing a mustache on somebody's face. And so baseball needs to wake up and say, yeah, we don't need to sell that in between innings. We can eliminate one minute every half inning, eliminate essentially 20 minutes off off the game and take that commercial and show it in game and get more eyeballs on it and probably a better return on investment. And sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm talking to a wall when I say that because I've had so many people look at me and go, well, but, but they're paying for that spot. You if, can still if, pay for it, just moving it to a different if, if you're an advertiser. Spot in if, game. If you're an advertiser, would you pay more to have your spot during the play of game yes. or during a break? 
common sense as you'd have it during the play a game. Yes. That's why I love Smokehouse Barbecue so much because the beans are fantastic and you just work it right in, right? Boom, done. You take a break, people go away, they do this, they do that, they do the other. Sometimes they miss your commercial. But if you have a split screen and you've got the pitcher warming up, and so what if the announcer misses ball two? You, you've got the ad running for 30 seconds. You do two of those in every inning. Nobody noticed. Has anybody complained about the NFL having those ads in there? No. No, because, well, and that's even better because they're showing you stuff that they don't normally show you. Mm-hmm. In football, right? Yeah, you're getting it's a shot like, of the sidelines. Like guys look at the play sheets. It's or, like yeah. a little cutaway, and they let it. I think in NASCAR, it's been good, too, that the race is just still going. They just go split. We'll be back in 30 seconds or whatever, right. and they they move it over the, to the side, and you still see the race, and they give you a 30-second spot or whatever. Right. Golf Those are great. does it as well yeah. with yeah. the playing through. Yeah. yeah. Even wrestling is adopted at WWE on Fox during SmackDown. A commercial break, you still got in-ring action going on. The whole time, and you can sit there and watch the match, no commentators, and see your little spot on the side. But I don't understand why baseball's so obtuse with this. They really are. Like they are really obtuse. And you know what? If you didn't sell your advertising and you've got to run some, you know, you know, spot that just, just to fill time, don't run it. That's wasting everybody's time. These guys do want to go. My idea came because a pitcher told me that there's too much time in between innings. They were ready to go. Give me the ball. Let's do this thing. I don't need two and a half minutes between every half inning. A lot of warming up. Is. A lot of warming up, a lot of standing around, man. A lot of standing around. I do like this for the 913. Soccer needs a shot clock. That would be fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. They have to rip rip a shot yeah. within a certain amount of time or it's like a turnover. Yeah. yeah quit playing around. Yeah. Eliminate offsides, too. I'm really starting to get into this whole Premier League. Saturday morning, yeah, it's, it's great. my day it off. Is, yeah. I can get two hours of soccer in at 6 a.m. and the wife is still asleep. It's great from a gambling standpoint. Oh, get great. that FanDuel app out, make some wagers on the Premier League. I'm with you, bud. I'm get, with get you. Get rid of the offside so you can have a breakaway and, you know, be more scoring instead of this nil, nil, one, nil, 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 all that stuff. You are getting to know it. You're saying nil. Yeah. Nil or nil? Nil. Marty? Um, are, the number five from the eight one six. Are we going to have time to wait in concession lines at the K? See, that's 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 a good point. Even with the elongated games, you're still missing three innings. Well, you you still got the TV right there. I can do that at home. They got to get those concession lines moving faster. <laughs> Even when there's not a lot of people out there, they take forever. Yeah, you got a pace of pace of eating. Yeah. also has to be there. It's like I don't know how many times I've I've walked around the stadium and went. I'm not waiting in any of these lines. Especially with no peppers and onions. I know. No peppers and onions. You don't have the smells. You'd wait in that line, wouldn't you? I would wait in that line. No question. I've wanted to wait in that line. I've begged to wait in that line. Give me peppers and onions on a flat top. Two no-brainers for the Chiefs. We'll get to that next. You're listening to Fesco in the Morning, running 13 years strong. Everybody's asking this is a dynasty. It's been a dynasty. Y'all just ain't no now. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. I know you're excited about your coach staring down the referee, but our friend Colin Dunlop, who works at um, our sister station in Pittsburgh, 97.3 The Fan, puts up that video of uh, Fran Fraschilla staring down the referee. Fran McCaffrey, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and says, make this the video when you do another story about the official shortage in this country. Fake hard ass. I mean, seriously, though, what, what is he trying to accomplish? No, it's bad. It's by bad. staring down that referee. It was, it was bad on both accounts because, one, he stared down the referee. It was it looked pretty childish. Yeah. Right? And then there's a player trying to pull him away. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to pull him away. And then the referee also took a step towards him. He did. I know. I'm watching the like, video right now. And then an assistant has to go over. Yeah. If you're the referee, they, you got to stay where you yeah, are. The referee can't, can't bite on that. Right. Can't. Can't. Cannot. You let him be the fool. Right. He took a step towards him then too. Like, are, are we going to throw here? Right. 
Did like, you think they were going to throw down eventually? Like, and, and I thought for sure they were going to throw throw the coach out. He should have been thrown out for that. He should have been thrown out for that well, because no, he shouldn't have because, because they wouldn't have gotten overtime. May, maybe they would have. Maybe they would have won in <laughs> they regulation. Might, they might have had a. They might have had a chance. They were ten down though. Ten he down with one twenty nine to go. Stare down yeah. sparked them. They got ten points. Yeah, they brought back uh, from ten down to uh, force overtime. But, but, but no, it's 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 pretty ridiculous. And then. Uh, that's an adult like that. That's not even youth sports, right? So that's yeah. that's that pales that's, in comparison to some of the stuff you see on the youth fields, yeah. too. And then, yeah, so both were in the wrong. Both were in the wrong because the official took a step to him, too. I'm like, what are you going well, to do? You, are you just a, trying to are you trying to get him to light to uh, to light his fuse? Are you you're inciting someone to to get teed up? Um, the official needed to stay as stand his ground, too. He he moved off the baseline towards the coach, which was not after not after Fran moved closer to him. Like, so Fran standing there about seven feet apart, good social distancing. A player tries to pull him away. He moves closer to the official. Then the official crosses the baseline, like in field of dreams. He can't go back. Correct. Because if he goes back, then he turns yeah, into a pumpkin. Bad. Yeah. It was bad. It was all around bad. Yeah. You just yeah. don't do that. Like, I, I, do you like this guy, Fran McCaffrey? Uh, he's got a short fuse. Yeah. And, Which is okay and has, at times. Well, but, but I mean, he just he seems to have like a t- a bad knack sometimes for the bad technical. Yeah. He's standing there with his hands on his hips oh, too. Was, I mean, the whole I mean, thing in is the just, moment it was really comical. Sure. It was because I'm mean, like, what is going on here? He's and the uh, the the two guys who are calling the game were really fun about it too. But I mean, he was staring down the official during the entire timeout. But as as Saturday afternoon and it turns into Monday morning now, and people get back it, to work, he's probably going to be reprimanded. I would for think this. yes, yeah, yeah. I would think he'd have to. The league has to step in and 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 say something and do something about it. Right. It, you know, it's kind of like the. Uh, you know, the dumb baseball thing where they're standing, you know, the standing up the top of the dugouts or whatever, and they won't go into the dugout. That's what it felt like at the beginning. Of yeah. It. Like, this is just a, a stand Come at me, bro. And then, and then you're like, what is, what is happening here? And then you waste a whole time out. Aren't, shouldn't you be talking to your team? Like, right. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, the, you, you, and when then, you got your players trying to pull you back, like, come And on, I'd have now. been firmly in the officials camp had the official not stepped towards him. Yeah. They said to him like, what are you, what are you doing here? You're just, you're not helping the situation at all. Um, let the, let the coach be the one that's in trouble. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So I, I would imagine the, the big Ten's got to, got to find him or something, reprimand him somehow about uh, going after officials. But yes, there's an official crisis in this country. Absolutely. Is. Yep. And I've seen it at the, the high school level and probably lower levels as well, where I've, I've seen, um, Kids refing soccer games get it from parents. You know, you're like, what's going yeah, on when, here? These when you're are yelling like, at the kids. These are like ten yeah. year old kids that are out here making fifteen bucks or whatever, and it's not that you know. You know, there's an official crisis in youth sports when the guy that runs the complex is up in the games. Whether it be softball, whether it be soccer, because we played soccer on Saturday morning, we had the coveted nine a.m. game with ice on the field, right? And so we go out it's there. Good slot there, it, yeah. it is. But the guy that was refing the game, Coach Luke's daughter, you know, waves the flag and does some of that stuff on the sideline. He goes, "Oh, that's the guy. He's the head ref of this whole thing." So you know, when the head ref, the guy who's in charge of like Doesn't scheduling, people. they don't have enough people, yeah. and they don't have enough people because. Kids and people are sitting down watching these games and they see Fran McCaffrey do this and they think that's an acceptable form of behavior. And it's not. I mean, I, he's a douche for doing that. Yeah, we have we have a, a referee shortage everywhere. I mean, everywhere. look, look all over the place. And I mean, that's why Carl Sheffers ref the Super Bowl. If you've had <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not joking about if, that. <laughs> if you've had a game that's been canceled because you didn't have enough refs or you probably had a soccer game where someone went and asked a parent to parents do, doing the flag, do the flag yep. like. They just don't have enough. I know the the high school football games have been, there have been times where I know they've been short. You look at the number, like, that's not even a full crew. Right. And then you see sometimes the the way they're treated. And I'm like, I don't blame you. Why would you want and basketball refs? Good grief. Like, people oh. are on basketball refs at every single stinking level. It's it's embarrassing. Yep. And, and you know, I, I joke about Carl Cheffers, but that was part of the reason why he was refereeing in the Super Bowl there's not enough officials in the NFL that have the required amount of years as the white hat in the NFL to be able to referee in the Super Bowl because the turnover has been so high. Yeah. And a lot of that is the NFL's doing, getting rid of some of the bad ones, you know, and moving on and, and whatnot. But the turnover rate has been very, very high in the NFL. Yeah. So anyway, be nice to officials. Right. They're doing a, they're doing a job. 
they're also, doing a, they're doing a terrible also, job. You were, not, they're not doing a terrible job. They're doing a job that is terrible. That job is terrible. Yeah. But also, if you're a, uh, I say specifically, if you're, well, you're probably at school, but if you're a teenager, go ref soccer games. Go ref yep. baseball games. Oh, baseball you can clean games. up. It's good money. It is, yeah. It's better money than working a part-time job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though my kids won't listen to me about that. Right. Um, oh, that your kids don't listen to you either? No. They, huh. No. One of them would just rather go work a other job that's like, but refereeing pays so much better. Right. And it's so simple. So simple. You stand, you literally wave a flag. Yeah. yeah. So go get a ref gig. Yep. I think I may do it just on Saturday so I yeah. can throw people out of games. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. toss people. I just yeah. want to toss yeah. fans. I only I only refereed one time and it was in college and I realized this isn't for me. Oh, I did one like time I had, too. It was I terrible. was just like I was in soccer. I was I did soccer and I was just carding people like. <laughs> Like you just, get a card. Uh, you get a card. You I'm get like, a card. Okay, this is not for me. I don't, I don't have the patience level to, to not just. Yeah, I did a summer of little league people. baseball where I was tossing people, and and I've told the story before. I, I threw a guy out of the game because it was so ridiculous. He comes out and screams at me, tells me I missed a call at second base. And he said, the reason I missed a call is because I was running to get in position to make the call. My eyes were bouncing, so I couldn't see it properly. Right, you're gone. I don't have time for this today, sir. You're out. What do you mean I'm out? You're stupid. You're gone. My you, eyes are yeah. bouncing. Yeah. Yeah. And so is my thumb. Out. Yeah. Yeah. You gone. Yep. Yep. All right. Even though these were a given, no brainers, I think it's worth touching on. Chiefs did a couple of things uh, late in the week mm-hmm. that were... Again, should happen, did happen, or no doubt about it, but I still think worth discussing. One is uh, Nate Taylor of The Athletic had reported that the Chiefs are likely not picking up the option, 50-year option on running back Clyde Edwards-Lair. Are those really even getting picked up anymore? I mean, hell, the Giants didn't do it on Saquon Barkley or Daniel Jones. Yeah, even players who have accomplished something seemingly are having – yeah a hard time getting that 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 fifth year picked up. It seemed like when that when that first went into place a couple of years ago, and maybe it's been longer than that now, but it seemed like every fifth year option for the most part was getting picked up unless you were just some kind of, you know, guy that fell off the earth or something, right? Now I think we're seeing more of a trend to teams not picking up that fifth year option. I mean, imagine if the Giants had picked up that fifth year option at Daniel Jones with another new head coach and another new coordinator. And he fell flat on his face, and then you were wedded to him for another $22 million. So they didn't do it. He went out there and proved himself. Now he wants Patrick Mahomes-type money, which is ridiculous in and of itself. And so I think with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I I don't think there was ever a discussion about picking up the fifth-year option of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Not because he hasn't lived up to his billing, which he hasn't, but it's the running back position in Kansas City. Why am I going to overspend for that position when, since Andy Reid has been here, no matter who suited up at that position, has looked really good? Now, has Jarek McKinnon looked better than others? Yeah, he has. But for the most part, it's been kind of a just running back by committee, give me a guy, and you're not going to really invest a lot of money, Josh, into that running back position. So that's the right move. Also, he didn't put them in a position to make the decision difficult. You could say it's a it's a it's a no brainer decision now around the NFL, and that yeah. may be the case. But he also didn't do anything to make it say, "Well, this this could be a different difficult decision." No, not at all. I no. mean, some people ask, like, "He's not gonna be back next year, is he?" I'm like, "Yeah, he's under contract. Why wouldn't he be back?" Mm-hmm. You know, I I said they're not picking up. You know, I can't imagine they pick up the fifth year option. Was always the, the right. answer I had. And you but, have to do that after the third year. But year four still there, right? There'd be no reason why you wouldn't no, you're, you're bring, bring him back, back for, one for, more a, year. Sure. For, for one more year and see if you can get something out of him. But um, so that's, that's a no brainer. And as you mentioned, probably a no brainer now around the league, which has been dif- different. Maybe they revisit this at some point. If nobody's picking these up, maybe you revisit how you do these contracts anyway. And maybe you I do. Know. I mean, maybe they found a loophole, which the NFL seemingly always does and everything. They find these loopholes. They're great at doing that. But also with Clyde Edwards Lair too, you have to, you, you have to wonder about his commitment to this organization. Who skips a Super Bowl parade for a fashion show? That was weird. And had he played in it, would he have done that? Yeah, that that's, that's the thing that a lot of people are wondering. Had he, had he had he been, been activated right. for that game, I mean, I could I could completely see how he doesn't feel fully a part of it. Sure, I get it. I get it. We talked to Luke Hochaver. Remember that year when he was yeah in he fourteen. Was, he was on the yeah, team, right. but and well, they 15, su- whatever it was. succeeded. But he's like, I I really I feel was part hurt. of that. I yeah. wasn't feel part. I would I would completely understand if Clyde Edwards Lair doesn't feel fully a part of 
of, of winning the championship. Right. I didn't contribute. I wasn't activated. I wasn't. I could see that that'd be the case. But had he played, I can't imagine he skips the parade. I mean, if he scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl, there's no chance he skips I, the I parade, right? I can't imagine right? that would be the case. I mean, there's, so yes, it's very. It was very weird, right? Very weird. There's no chance he skips the parade. Has if he played in that game and if he became the player that we thought he was going to play, and and that to me is like, I get it. You probably committed to this fashion show, but as I tell my wife now, we're Chiefs fans. We don't make plans until the end of February at the earliest in this town. Even Aaron Rodgers didn't have his darkness retreat until after the Super Bowl, right? Well after the Super Bowl, yeah. So he was experienced. Well, if I win, I'll have an opportunity for the parade, like. If, if you play for the Chiefs, if you're a Chiefs fan or you live in Kansas City and you're making plans to do something on February 14th going forward, then you're showing you have no faith in your team. Maybe Clyde Edwards-Alaire didn't have faith in his team. I mean, who makes a plan the day, uh, the, the week after the Super Bowl when you play for the Chiefs or you live in Kansas City? You're going to a parade that week. We don't know which day it is. You got to leave the whole week open. I'm not kidding. A year ago, I went and made a, had a physical, and they're like, let's schedule your next year's appointment. And I looked at the calendar, and I went, well, the Super Bowl's here. The parade will probably be here. So I made my physical for the Thursday after the <laughs> Super Bowl just so I wouldn't have to change it. They thought I was nuts. That was a year ago. Well, that was the rain date, though. What would happen if you know, wasn't it the weather? It wasn't Thursday the weather date. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, w- I would have canceled at yeah, that point yeah, in time. Okay. But, but, but I was but I, 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 like consciously looking at the calendar now for when we're planning stuff as a family or, or life or whatever gets in the way, you got to make an appointment. There was I, I, full disclosure. I'm going in for a heart thing on, on Wednesday. There's nothing wrong. I'm just making sure I'm okay. I'm very paranoid right now about my heart. So I'm going in to make sure everything's okay. And I called the schedule, the appointment and the guy's like, well, we can get you in on the 14th. I'm like, Nope. <laughs> I got a parade to get ready for, sir. Can't do that. He goes, well, the next schedule is a heart thing on heart day. Right. Exactly. Valentine's day. Right. They don't make any appointments on that day. Right. No, No. that's why it was just wide. It was wide open for you. It was wide open. Actually, it was, he goes, actually, we just had a cancellation. Would you like that appointment? I go, no, he goes, oh, it filled anyway. I couldn't give it to you. The next available is March 1st. I'm like, that's fine. I'm not going the week of the parade. I'm not doing anything, you know, until late that week because of the parade. And, if you're not in, if, if Bob Fat Fesco getting a heart exam is in that mindset, why isn't somebody who plays for the I, team I, in that mindset? Can't it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.